0: Hello and welcome to the Jam podcast. I have Dr. Matt Davies with me for a podcast on tetramethrin, uh, more specifically the tetramethrin reclassification that we've recently seen. We're adhering to the social distancing guidelines set out by the UK government. Uh, we're sat 2 metres apart and we're good to go. So thank you for joining me today, Matt. We'll get straight to it because there is a lot to discuss here and we'll um, and I'll start with a, a nice open question for you. What has actually happened? Well, tetramethrin as an active ingredient
1: has been, been reclassified, and any insecticides that contain tetramethrin as an active ingredient at 1% or above are reclassified as being suspected of causing cancer. Well, cancer is a very scary word. Should we be worried? It, it is a scary word. I think we need to be practical and sensible about this. Um, one of the key words there in that reclassification is the word suspected. And, uh, with it being suspected, that means that tetramethrin at 1% or above is classified as a Category 2 carcinogen. Um, on the label, it'll feature a health hazard warning symbol, the, the red diamond shape with the sort of exploding chest type symbol that we've seen before. And suspected means that the evidence is unconvincing.
0: So, yeah, you emphasised the word suspected then, and that's clearly a really important word in this situation. It's not a case of anybody using an insecticide with a concentration of over 1% of tetramethrin is going to wake up the next morning with cancer.
1: No, not the case. And the the, the information comes from work by the European Chemicals Agency Risk Assessment Committee, which is the ECHA, RAC. There are some studies that have been noted where there are testicular cell tumour increases in two independent studies into rats. Now, that is a world away, really, from the practical usage of this product in, in the pest control industry.
0: So, which specific products will actually be affected?
1: Best thing to do is um, have a look through, you can look through the kill germ catalogue, you'll see some of the products that have tetramethrin at 1% or greater you can pick up the phone speak to the Killjoam technical team, get on a call to one of your area sales managers. And they've got that information at their, their fingertips as well. But do remember that many of the products containing tetramethrin that you use, they will be below the 1% threshold that's been set, and they won't feature that phrase of being suspected of causing cancer.
0: So it's not a case of everybody stop using tetramethrin immediately. It's just a label change.
1: That's right. You can continue to use the tetramethrin products. The the reassuring thing for me is that the health and safety executive are continuing to authorise these products that are at or above 1%. The thing is, health and safety executive continuing to do that, that tells me that they are happy that if we follow the label directions, we'll mitigate the risks to an appropriate level. So definitely a big element of reassurance there. Another talking point is, well, when we use insecticides as operators, we're diluting them down. We're diluting them down in water. The working concentration that's applied and that's relevant to, to your customers, well, it's vastly reduced, it's vastly diluted down versus what's what's in the bottle. And the people doing the work, the folks out there listening to this, they're well trained, they're competent, they're experienced, they're following the risk mitigation measures as indicated on the label. So that's that's an important and reassuring point. For us to make. So, what does it actually mean
0: for pest controllers then?
1: Yeah, what it means for pest controllers, we need to be aware of this, we need to be up to date. I've not mentioned yet when this comes into into play. So, from the 1st of May, that's when the reclassification applies. So, just before that date, you'll start to see uh, products that that need it. Their label will have been tweaked and it will feature the, the phrase here, which is H351 suspected of causing cancer, and it'll have the the warning symbol that we mentioned earlier on. But I just want to spend a little bit of time to explain some of the more day-to-day things that that are relevant here. Um, There are group one carcinogens that are out there, and these are day-to-day things that have been identified. So category one, that's where these things are known to be carcinogens. There is some human evidence there. That includes things like a nice cold beer. Now, I will say I enjoy cold beer on a summer's day in a beer garden or in the back garden at home. And, you know, sunshine, UV light, beer, alcohol, carcinogens, uh, there's different levels of, of evidence in, in types of red meat as well. So these are day-to-day things that we, we consume in moderation. And, you know, that just brings a bit of reality to what we're talking about with tetromethrin, which is a lower level. It's, it's Category 2, which is suspected, where the evidence is limited slash unconvincing. So is there any further changes expected? Yeah, there's, there's one extra one. Now, products that have got tetramethrin in at 10% or above, um, they will have an additional phrase, which is H371 may cause damage to organs. Uh, so just another one to be mindful of. And that sort of inspires us to keep doing things the right way, keep following those label directions and absolutely continue with, with caution assessments. We've got that paper record of you know the hazards that we've identified to bystanders, humans, members of the public, and what we've done as operators to mitigate those risks. The classic one is these products containing tetramethrin. You know we exclude people while we're doing the treatment, and they are allowed to re-enter once the treated surfaces have, dry, have, have dried. And if there's tetramethrin in you know fogging type products then again they're excluded during the treatment only allowed back in as per the label directions within a relevant time frame so the the risks are absolutely rock bottom and keep hold of those cost assessments uh, as records of what's been done and also just make sure you've got your training up to date it's always a good idea to be a member of a CPD scheme and sign up to to updates listen to the podcasts we're preaching to the converted now um, get hold of your copy of pest control news check your emails for the kill Jam newsletters there's all kinds of communication put out there to keep uh, to keep the industry nice and up to date
0: yeah you mentioned keeping up to date then and i've only been in the industry for just over a year now um, and i can already tell that if you you know you're not keeping up on your training you are going to get left behind it's it's the situation and the environment and the industry is constantly changing. There's so much new legislation to keep up with, and it is important that you keep up to date with it.
1: Absolutely right. And this, for me, is a little bit reminiscent of um, the the Reprotox reclassification when rodenticides, uh, some of them at least had the label change, indicating that toxicity uh, from a reproduction point of view. Um, Like with the use of the rodenticides, we're not out there consuming them (laughs) the way in which we use them, then the risks are absolutely minimised. And it's a similar theme here with with tetramethrin. Back on the cautious assessments, just one last point to make. You may find that where you've got a tetramethrin product carrying these new warning phrases, you could have a product that is equivalent in terms of its effectiveness for that pest in that situation. Looking at your cautious assessment, you're probably going to decide to, to switch over to that alternative product. Uh, that would be something that you might you might consider. So, where can people go to
0: find out more?
1: Yeah, best thing to do, um, and it's a good question, not just for tetramethrin but developments in in general. Pick up the phone, get in touch with the technical team, speak to your area sales managers. These guys are all well qualified and have got good good technical knowledge, so all all reliable people. And yeah, keep keep an eye on the Killzone website, the newsletters. Pest Control News, all these sources are really useful and um, I, I will say, you know, the, the trade associations, member of the BPCA, member of the MPTA, they're providing good, good technical backup as well. So speak to them, they're on the ball and everybody's sort of working hard to keep the industry up to date
0: in these testing times. Yeah, I think it's important to say if, if you have got any further questions, then don't hesitate to get in touch. You know, we've got a fantastic technical team here headed by Matt who are more than happy to answer your questions and help you through times like this. Now, unfortunately, for obvious reasons, we have had to um, postpone our breakfast meetings, workshops and training dates for the foreseeable future. Uh, The plan for now is to have them rearranged but the situation is changing constantly so we'll have to just continuously monitor the situation Um, and as soon as the Killgerm events are back up and running you'll be made aware immediately Um, so just keep an eye on your inboxes and on Killgerm social media for that. Now. Speaking of coronavirus, I just want to quickly mention that as of the 24th of March, um, Kilgames office staff were split between working from home and working at head office, uh, following advice from Public Health England and the UK government. This pandemic is an issue that we're not taking lightly. And as ever, the safety of Kilgames staff and Kill Germ customers is paramount. Um, with that said... Kilgim will continue to operate as ordinarily as possible at this time. Um, We recognise the significant role that pest controllers play in public health, whether that be in hospitals, food manufacturing or everyday life Um, and as a result of that we recognise the crucial part that we play in protecting the ability of the industry to operate as as normal. Um, So we will ensure that our warehouse is still as fully operational as possible meaning that orders will still be going out, you'll still be receiving the products and the service that you require to um, maintain the services that you provide. Um, We'll continue to operate within the guidelines set by the UK government and we urge you to take the utmost care of yourself and others at this challenging time. The basis prompt code that you'll need for this episode of the Kill Germ podcast is TM-MD-0320. That's TM-MD-0320. For full instructions on how to claim your CPD points for listening to the Kill Germ podcast on both basis prompt and the BPCA, then go to either of the first two episodes to find out. Uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.